Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with a returning guest. Uh, we interviewed him back in 2017, if I'm not mistaken. It's been uh, over 100 episodes since we've heard from Patrick Hickey Jr. How are you doing, Patrick? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for uh, having me back. It's a oh. big honor. Oh, it's an honor to have you back. That's what I mean. Even at the end of the last time we interviewed you, we said uh, we look forward to hearing from you in the future, and boom, it's the future. Uh, (laughs) So it's exciting to have you back. Uh, A lot has changed, I'm sure, and for people that may have not heard the episode with you on it, do you want to give just a little background on who you are? Uh, We talked about your book at the time, and uh, at at the time, your daughter was only seven months old, so I'm sure a lot has changed in your life. Yeah, a lot has changed. Um, for people that don't know who I am, I am Patrick Hickey Jr. I am the author of the Minds Behind the Games book series. Um, I'm also the father to a soon-to-be three-year-old daughter, and uh, my wife is 26 weeks pregnant. As oh my of gosh, today. congratulations. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I got another one on the way, and uh, I've done some voice acting since the last time we've spoken. I've, I've appeared in uh, three released games, and there's a couple more on the way. I'm actually writing the story for uh, for a game right now with a pretty prominent animator. Um, oh, so great! Everything. I mean, I'm. I just. I wrote a play in the fall. I'm like working on getting a comic book published. Like I'm just doing like tons of stuff since the last time we spoke. So damn, dude. All right, we got to yeah. dive into all of that yeah, shit's sure. popping off in your life. Absolutely. Uh, that's what I mean. The last time we talked to you, uh, you had just dived into voice acting with the Padre. Uh, yeah. And that's one thing I did want to mention since uh, we're having you back on. I saw sure. recently that the Padres on available on Switch. So it seems yeah. like that game became very popular, and people are able to play it on um, numerous uh, platforms. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, um, I was at a party last week, and one of my friends who's, you know, I was over his house, and he fired it up on PS4, and I was just like, oh my god, like, it's just, uh, <laughs> like, you know, the day it came out, and I had to download it from the, you know, the PS4 store when they gave me my code and stuff like that, and it was a pretty surreal experience, but then to be over someone's someone else's house is pretty wild. My nephew, um who's 11, he beat the game in like two days and he, he just called me and he was just like, Oh, the ending. And we ended up having this <laughs> long conversation about the game. It was just, it's pretty crazy, surreal stuff. Um, so that was, yeah, that was the first released game that I ever worked on. Um, and yeah, to have like a Moby games account and for people to be able to, um, Google me and have that stuff come up in addition to the, the writing that I've done for, you know, for over 15 years, it's, it's pretty crazy. So Absolutely, dude. I can't imagine that sensation. Uh, that's another thing. Last time we spoke to you, it was just the one book you had written was The Minds Behind the Games, and you were working on a wrestling book, and I was just curious if there's an update on that at all. And But I know The Minds Behind the Games is now becoming a series where you have two other books besides that one that you've been working on, or are they both available, or are one, one of them's in the works, if I'm not mistaken? There's so you're gonna you're gonna lose it when I tell you this. So, oh man! <laughs> um, so um, I'm still working on the wrestling book. It's just you know that that is gonna take me a lot longer. But what ended up happening was the first book. It was released in April of 2018, and um, it just it just did great. And um, I wanted to do a sequel, and uh, my publisher said no. 
and I went, I showed them like what? 20, I, I showed them like 25 chapters that I had already written and they're like, no. And I went, what? And they're like, no, this isn't like a sequel. This is a series. You have like eight shooter games. You have like nine adventure games here. You have like eight sports games. Why don't you do a minds behind the adventure games? Why don't you do a minds behind the sports games? Why don't you do a minds behind the shooter games? Right. And I, and I just said, okay. So, um, the Minds Behind the Adventure Games came out on December 18th, 2019. Um, the Minds Behind the Sports Games is already finished. Um, awesome. that, that'll be out, um, probably like in June or July. And I'm currently putting the finishing touches on the Minds Behind the Shooter Games. And, um, I just signed the contract last month for the Minds Behind the Sega Genesis Games. That's so, right. I did see that on social media. And oh my gosh, there's some really good ones in there. I'm stoked for the shooter games. And in fact, that's the thing. When you uh, set up these interviews, apparently there's some like uh, certain developers don't necessarily give you the okay to go through with the, having the interview in the book. Can we discuss like I know you've uh, expressed a little bit of frustration on certain developers being like it would be fantastic to have this one in the book, but and w- that we've already had the interview and everything, but we just need the okay from them and it's not going through. Yeah, so um, this has only happened, I would say, like three or four times um, where I have done the interview, it's written, the um, developer has, like, okayed it. I let them read it before it because I want to make sure that it's okay, you know, like, factually correct that they're being quoted exactly the way that they, you know, want to be quoted and things like that. Because I, I want this to be able to stand the test of time. And for some reason or another... A couple of developers have, have either just like ghosted me or um, taken their sweet ass time. So it's just like, like I said, it's only been like two or three people. And um, I shouldn't even be saying this, but I'm a truth teller. So um, <laughs> uh, one of them was uh, Matt Thorson, who has done like Towerfall and Celeste. But see, Matt gets off the hook because Matt was working on Celeste at the time. Oh, and, sure. And Matt was like, like if you saw pictures of Matt like before and after Celeste, like he grew his hair out and stuff. Like this guy busted his ass for that game. So it's like That's right. I, I messaged him on like every single social media platform like known to man until like the one day he was just like, "Dude, I am so sorry," and he sent it to me. So like I wasn't sweating it, you know. It was cool. Right. Um, so he did it. But um, I had another developer, and I was actually just speaking to him, like, two days ago, and he he told me, oh, dude, you look great, you lost so much weight, I'm so proud of you, blah, 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 but um, he was supposed to be in the minds behind the sports games, and I'm going to be a nice guy here and not reveal his name, but oh, sure. um, the chapter was excellent, and it was written, and then he just had, he had cold feet, because he, he was saying things in here that would have been totally controversial. Um, oh, sure, oh, geez, I understand. And it was just like, to me, um, if I'm writing for like NBC, like I have in the past or like the daily news or some other place like that, I don't need their okay. Once I interview you, it can go up, you know, like that's the way journalism is. But like when you write a book, um, and my publisher has a policy that like every person that gets interviewed has to sign a release. So I was like a formality. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, 99.9, because, like, up to this point, now I'm up to book five. I've interviewed, like, over, like, 200 developers, and I would say, like, 197 of them I've never had an issue with, you know? Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, there was a couple. And then, um, oh, another one I'm not going to reveal the name, but um, 
this is like one of the best chapters in the minds behind shooter games. It's an iconic game. It's a game that like if you're going to do a shooter book, it has to be in there. Right. And um I, I think I know which one of this is and I hope it mm-hmm. works out. Is it not looking good? Well, what happened was I wrote the chapter in August and um they had sent it to me. I had sent it back to them back and forth. We were good. They sent me a headshot and then they just like disappeared and then a couple of months ago, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to send them a message like once a week and just remind them. Yeah. And um, it, I would get answers like, oh, I'll, I'll go print it out now. And then like a week would go by. And I'm just like, man. So I was, I ended up venting to someone that I trust in the video game industry. And uh, we'll just leave it at they, they took care of it. So that chapter is now in the minds behind the shooter games. Oh, well, congratulations. I'm so excited to hear that. Uh, well, since it is in the game, can we talk about wh- – well, I guess we don't want to reveal who it was. So yeah, we won't reveal who it was. Yeah, that's but um, we'll, we'll put it this way. Um, uh, there's probably like eight or nine games in the shooter book that you're like, yeah, you couldn't do a shooter book without this game. So yeah, awesome. I'll, let you f- I'll let you figure it out for yourself. <laughs> Fair so, enough. Absolutely. But, mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of like the only, like I said, 99.9% of these guys are just like, you want to talk to me about the game? Sure, that would be awesome. So it's it's been insane. And like the shooter book was so different. It's like every book that I do, I kind of have like a code name for in a way. Yeah. And um, the shooter book, I just called code name loyalty because like I, I went on my Facebook page, like for the minds behind the games, like facebook.com forward slash the minds behind the games. And I, I did a video and I was just like, guys, I'm doing a shooter book and I know there are developers on here. And if you guys know anybody that you think would be a good fit, let me know. And I'm going to do my normal hunting like I always do. But if there's anyone that you feel that I should speak to that you think that would benefit from me speaking to you and so and so like get me in contact with them. And Eric Holmes, who's worked on Battlefield and um, he worked on Hulk Ultimate Destruction and a whole bunch of great games. He was just like, um, oh, do you know Lee Perry? Do you know um, Taylor Kurosaki? And these are guys that did like Gears of War and like Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And I'm just like, I know who they are, but I don't know them. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. Let me get you in touch with them. Oh, wow. And it was just like, holy shit. So now I got Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Gears of War in the book, like just like that. Awesome. And, and then um, my buddy Tony Barnes, who um, you guys would know from like the Desert Strike, Jungle Strike, Nuclear Strike series, and he did Buffy on Xbox, and he did um, Star Wars Episode Three on Xbox and PlayStation Two. Like he's 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 the biggest thing that nobody knows. Like more people should know who the hell this guy is because he's he's been in the industry for thirty five years. He's absolutely amazing. Oh wow! And okay. um, he was just like, oh. Uh, what what kind of games are you looking for? And I'm like, listen, up to this point, I've never had like a first party Nintendo game in one of my books because they're so hard to get a hold of. I'm like, I would love to get Metroid Prime in the shooter book. And he's like, I got you. And he hooked what? me up with somebody from the dev team. So Metroid Prime is in the shooter book. So it's like, without the loyalty and like, like uh, respect from the developers that I've interviewed in the past, this shooter book is not nearly as good as it would have been without them. So like Eric Holmes and Tony Barnes, like, Thank you so much for helping me like get some of these people. So it's just um it's just it's it, it's proof that like, you know, in October of 
2017, I had done like this, this body of work that I was super proud of. And then you never know how people are going to be affected by it. And right. it just, it just did super well. And then I just ended up like, it just kept snowballing and snowballing. So now it's like, I have a nice handful of developers that like respect me enough that like, they're willing to like speak to other developers about me. And it's just like, it's one of the most, it's one of the most important things like professionally for me that the fact that like not only did i write these books but i have the respect of a lot of these guys now for wanting to like preserve you know like what they're doing so the history of it all yeah absolutely oh my gosh that's mm -hmm. fantastic yeah and i I love how it spawned into different books i think that was a great suggestion by your publisher and sure yeah Oh, the the shooter games, you have some real heavy hitters there. I'm really excited to get my hands on a copy of that. And that's another thing I saw uh, you now have in, like, your merchandise department is uh, shirts and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm sure yeah. once we get to, like, the plugs at the end of the episode, we got to tell our listeners where they can get all this stuff. But that's, sure. that's sure. super cool. Um, yeah. But that's one question I did have for you, mm-hmm. knowing that you have all these books on your plate. Uh, do you find much time to play any video games? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, um... You know what it is too? It's like I usually like kind of stick like to the things that um that I really enjoy. So I would say like NHL twenty twenty is something that I play quite a bit. Pokemon Sword and Shield is something that I play quite a bit. Hell yeah. Um I'm trying to think of what else. Um I got uh I got Children of Morta yesterday on the Switch, and that's really pretty. Um I got um Wolfenstein uh, Young Blood the other day for Switch, which is pretty cool. I was playing it with my nephew, but um, I still buy games on the regular. But um, <clears throat> make sure my wife doesn't hear this. I don't play them um, <laughs> as much as I should. Um, that's fair. Well, that's one thing I want to mention to our listeners, and that's a fact we learned from you on the last episode yeah. is that you have quite the man cave with like two thousand games or more. Yeah, it's like more like around three. I know. was gonna say, so it's really uh, continued to grow. That's yeah, amazing. Like, um, after, um, cause so last week I got, um, I got five, was it five? One, two, three, four. I got four amazing games for the shooter book. So we're talking, I got Star Fox, what? um, Dementium 2, um, Chronicles of Riddick, Escape from Butcher Bay and Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So like after I wrote those four chapters, I was just like, man, I'm like, I need to, I need to do something to kind of like congratulate myself. And that's see, it's like when I go in my man cave, I can kind of like grab a game and just be like, I got this at this time. And like, this game was part of like this process and da 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 da. da. So totally. to kind of, to kind of like commemorate like last week. Um, and I had an amazing speaking engagement on uh Saturday that just went great. So the next day um, I went out and I bought a game gear, which I've never owned before. So I bought a I bought a Game Gear with like Sonic Two, um, Major Hell League Baseball, yes. NBA Jam, TE, like a whole bunch of games. So that was pretty cool. So that's kind of like that's kind of like what I'm doing right now. So it's like NHL, Pokemon, and then I've been screwing around with the Game Gear. I just got in the mail. I bought it on eBay for like four dollars. Uh, NHL hockey. What? Oh on my the, gosh. Uh, on the game gear. So I've been playing that for like the right, like right before the podcast started. I was just messing around with that. So that's kind of like the point that I'm at in my, in my gaming, like life, I, I buy stuff. Like I want to get untitled goose game because I've heard so many great things about that. Same. Um, I love supporting weird indie projects. Like if somebody's like playing, if somebody's creating like an indie game, I get, I get so many review codes for free. So it's like on my switch. I mean, I have like 128 gig card, like just full of, 
like indie games. And like my nephew will go through them and be like, what is this? I never saw this before. And I was like, okay, so, so go, go play it, you know? So definitely that's kind of like where I'm at in terms of playing games. That's amazing. Oh man, you mentioning Sega uh, Game Gear took me far back when I was much younger. My one cousin had a uh, Game Gear and every time I'd go over there for the summer, I would uh play that and oh man, certain Sonic games, it was just very nostalgic and a- Yeah, Sonic 2 is so freaking good on the Game Gear. It's Oh my fast. gosh, it's great. You know? it, yeah. I was blown away as a kid and mm-hmm. also the only downside to the Game Gear if I'm not mistaken was like the battery life was yeah. not fantastic, yeah. but that's Neither here nor there. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the thing. Uh, I'm trying to think as far as uh, you mentioning you do writing for books and stuff. You also were an editor for a website. Are you still doing that these days? Yeah, I mean, I own own the site. Oh, um, oh my goodness. I didn't realize that. No, that's okay. Yeah, reviewfix.com is – that's my site. I own it. I'm editor-in-chief. Five – anywhere from five to eight articles a day we put up. Um, We cover – Video games, music, theater, professional wrestling. I mean, yeah, that's for 10 years that we've, I've been at that. So that's like, um, some people like customize like cars in their garage and some people do like, I'm, I have my own site and like I've published over 350 people for the first time and, um, I have about 10 people writing for me now. So yeah, it's, um, it's one of my favorite things in the world that, that site. So a a lot of, a lot of the opportunities that I've gotten. Um, for the book have come from people that I've interviewed in in the in the past, so it's, nice. it's worked out. Yeah, very cool. I'm glad to hear that that's still going strong. Yeah. Um, one question I did have for you, knowing since you are s- such a huge gamer, uh, what are your thoughts on the PlayStation Five and the next generation of consoles? Are you planning on getting a copy of each, or what? Are, where do your loyalties lie? <laughs> um, I think real gamers never have brand affiliation fair enough Um, that's a good point i think when you're a kid and you can only afford one then that's one thing but i think when you get to a certain age and you can afford like to buy like buy things you owe it to yourself as a gamer to um to immerse yourself as much as possible like doing the the minds behind the sega genesis games right now i just realized how how diverse the genesis catalog of games was compared to the super nintendo you know, oh, yeah. um, so many more sports games, um, so many more beat em ups. Um, the Japanese RPGs are just so different from the Japanese RPGs on the Super Nintendo. Like, they're just vastly different. And I feel like I really just played the, uh, the, uh, the Genesis for the sports games when I was a kid. I had no idea about, like, you know, Shining Force and all and you know, <laughs> Fantasy right. Star and all these, uh, you know, all these Beyond Oasis and all these amazing you know, Japanese RPGs. Um, so my thoughts on the next console, um, the next console generation, I think it's like make or break for Microsoft. I think Microsoft dropped a ball big time with the Xbox one. Um, they need to like find what made the three, the 360 to me is one of the best consoles of all time. Um, and I feel like they need to get back closer to that and i think one of the biggest problems was the 360 has such an amazing lineup of amazing and i said amazing twice that's how amazing it was <laughs> um of indie titles and i feel oh, like yeah. they, i feel like they don't have that anymore um so i feel like microsoft really needs to step it up um 
PlayStation 4, I mean, I think they won this one compared to, like, Xbox. I, I think the Switch is, is probably killing it the most right now, and we're probably not right. going to see another Nintendo console for some time. But I think I think the thing that's going to really separate both of these consoles from one, one another is everyone's talking about how they're both going to be backwards compatible. And I think... Thank God! <laughs> and I think how far each one of them is willing to go backwards compatible is going to be the make or break. Because I think if, if, if the PlayStation decides to go fully backwards compatible, that would be wild. Oh that my would, God. I mean, we're talking like that would just open the floodgates to so many different titles, you know? Um, and I think X, the Xbox too. I mean, if they went back to the original Xbox, they would be in a great spot too. But if Sony can Agreed. go f- fully backwards compatible, I mean, that would set the standard and that would make their system like viable for at least a decade you know so totally. so that's kind of like what i think I, I i think the designs on the playstation 5 are like completely crazy but um i think that system will never have the overheating problem that the ps4 has now um so so yeah that's kind of where i'm at I, i'm interested to see both of them i think as of right now like if 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 I'm playing like fanboy, I think if you're a Sony fanboy, you have a lot more to be excited about because I think they just have a better lineup of first party games. But sure, I mean Microsoft. Um, everyone's talking about how Microsoft is going to have their games on the Switch and available in other places and stuff like that. Yeah, and on I, PC, they're really integrating uh, with like the Microsoft Play Store. On, like, yeah, on yeah. So there's a lot going there. Uh, I I just find it funny how once like. Uh, maybe just a year or two ago, the PlayStation 4 Pro was announced, and then they had the Xbox One S, if, I'm, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And the, the way they advertised that was like, this is the most powerful gaming console of all time. With and no like, games to play on it, you know? It's that's like, what, With no games to play on it. And yeah. also, like, now we have the next generation coming out that... Like in such a short amount of time, it just feels like, well, if you gave us the most powerful console ever, like, what is this now? Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of just, I don't know, I, a little bit ironic that they're Absolutely. like being like that. But regardless, I'm personally a bit of a Sony fanboy, even though I love some Xbox or, uh, original titles. Sure, but I don't own an Xbox currently. But I, I'm I'm not sure if I'm gonna get a PlayStation Five. I'm the, apparently what I'm hearing about the hardware involved. It's gonna make the price really extreme. So that might be where people are hesitant to get one because it'll be like, oh, the next Xbox console will be let's say four hundred dollars, and the next Sony one will be five hundred, and people will be like, really five hundred for a video game console? This is how you know a system is going to be a success, at least in the eyes of the creator, um, how much the price is of their console. So the cheaper that console is, depending on the technology. So like, let's just say the, the new Xbox and the new PlayStation are incredibly similar in terms of technology and their specifications and, and, and their firepower, you know? Yeah. If the Microsoft console is cheaper... It could be one or two things. One, that they're scared that the PlayStation is going to sell more. Or it could be that they know they're going to make money back on hardware, on uh, software. Because that's the way Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft truly make money on consoles. It's not by selling actual consoles. It's by selling the software from the console. So it's like, I'll give you an example. Like the 3DO was incredibly expensive. And that was like the reason why it died. It had it was like one of the most powerful consoles at the time, but they sold it for way too much. 
You know, so they never made the money back that they should have because they they sold the console for so much money, and then people they bought the the console and then they didn't have money to buy games. So if they were smart, they would sell the console at a loss or at, at near cost. So this way they could allow the consumer to go and purchase games for it, which they would make a royalty on anyway. You know, so there's a whole bunch of things going on. So like for me, yeah, I'm definitely looking at the price points for these consoles and then what what that lineup of games. So the 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 hardier the lineup of games, the cheaper the system should be. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I agree. That makes sense. Um all right. So that's another question I had uh since we last spoke to you. Your daughter has grown quite a bit. Is she playing video games yet? I'm sure oh, you're she plays pointing... video games all the time. <laughs> okay, like... I was going to say I knew you were raising her, right? So that's sure. one question I had. Uh what kind of games does she does she like to play? Uh she's into like Aladdin and Lion King on the Genesis. Oh, they're um, so punishing. <laughs> absolutely. But she, you know, she uh it's funny because the Genesis book um she calls the Lion King book because I have um Lion King and um what's the other Disney one? Not Aladdin. There's another one. Uh, uh I'm trying to think here. Hold on, I could pull up the list. So we have The Lion King is uh confirmed for the Minds Behind the Sega Genesis game. So like Josie Cole's the Minds Behind the Genesis games, the Lion King book. Because that was the first game that I confirmed for the for the book. So she plays a lot of Lion King, a lot of Aladdin. Um she likes the the Spider-Man game on the Sega Genesis, the first one. Um we play a lot of Parappa the Rapper, we play a lot of Guitar Hero. We do, you know, she's uh she's into a lot of different things. She likes to watch me play a lot, so Oh, sure. Um, she particularly likes when Pokémon evolve. So um <laughs> hell yeah. So Everyone what I'll do that. is like I'll just like I'll try and get like 10 or 15 Pokemon to that point where they're going to evolve. And then I'll just call her over and we'll spend like an hour just evolving Pokemon. And she thinks it's like the coolest thing that really like, in is the entire world. So, so yeah, Oh she, man, mm-hmm. that's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the thing I wanted to see if there's anything else you want to maybe discuss before we play this conversation game I have for you. Cause I feel like last time we talked, we didn't get a chance to play one. So this time sure. we'll definitely get around to that. But uh, sure. is there any other video games or maybe anything in the gaming news that is going on that I feel like you want to talk about? I'm trying to look here. Uh, all I really have in our show notes is that AJ mentioned that uh, the anime Zoids is back and it's it was tentative, <laughs> tentatively called Zoids Build Them to Life. But apparently it's just called Zoids Wild. So I'm, oh, wow. I'm a Zoids fan. I'm going to have to look into this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What was I going to tell you? I actually wanted to thank you. Um, oh, geez. Absolutely. Because uh, you're you're on the, the Minds Behind the Games uh, books, book page. And um, my relationship that I have with my readers is incredibly important to me. So, like, when I throw, like, questions up there and I'm like, oh, what's an adventure game that you guys would care about, blah, 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 or, or any question like that, it's because I genuinely want feedback. So, I would say um, probably, like... A year ago, I threw up a question, and I was just like, what's an adventure game that you would like to know more about? And um, you said Croc. So, Hell um, yes. I went out, and I actually got the creator of Croc to sit down on Skype, and we did an awesome like hour and 15-minute, hour and a half interview, and that's one of the featured games in the Minds Behind Adventure Game. So it's like, that's 
when people read that chapter, I want them to know that that's because of you. You suggested it, and then the lightning bolt went off in my head, and I'm like, that yeah. is mind-blowing and so, so cool. I'm mm-hmm. so glad that we could influence in any way, and that's the coolest thing about building a community. I feel like you really have done that because people are big fans of what you're doing and want to see more iterations of these books. So I, I'm just so proud of you, and it's, it, it's so cool to, like, I, it feels like I'm, like, a Shark Tank fan, too. So, like, uh, when you watch the show, it's shark tank like oh the sharks invest in this and then like years later they're like oh let's uh tune back into these people and see how they're doing and it's like oh it's a big success ever since it's like i get to have that experience with you because like you've just really taken things to the next level and it's really exciting so i'm glad we had any uh involvement at all in this journey for you Absolutely. I mean, like when you guys interviewed me, I was waiting for the first book to come out. You know, like I pitched you guys right. <laughs> to come on the show and you guys didn't know me from a hole in the wall. You probably said like, oh, you know, it's, it's his first book. Like we don't know who the hell he is and stuff. And, you know, you guys are like <laughs> day one, like supporters, you know. So it's like now, like when I try and pitch people to go on their podcast, they're like, yeah, oh, we'd love to have you, blah, 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 blah. But it's like you guys invested in me when I was an unknown. So like I... I really appreciate that. So like for with, sure, man, we love you know, having you on the podcast. It's so cool that and that's another thing you're doing other podcasts. So we're going to get to all that towards the end of the show, but uh, I'm sure. just, I think it's fantastic uh, what you're doing and uh, where it's all going. And yeah, well, that's one more thing that I do want to mention maybe quickly before we mm-hmm. go into the game is yeah. what other kind of voice acting have you been doing? So um, after I did the Padre, I didn't want to be a one hit wonder. Oh, totally. So, so um, I, I reached out to a couple of a couple of different people, and um, I had a couple of other people re- reach out to me, and I did um, the narrator for uh, the Caillou Offensive, which is uh, available on Steam now, and it's basically it looks like the original Grand Theft Auto, um, but it but it's like Rampage, it's like a top down Rampage, and okay. uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, and I play the narrator, so Douglas Coleman, we're gonna <laughs> kill you like oh, that, no. you know. <laughs> So um so I do that voice and then um there's a game called Relentless Rex that's currently in development and it's basically a runner it's like a side scrolling runner where you're this little dinosaur and you're running from this big dinosaur and I was immediately attracted to the art style so I reached out to the guy and he was just like I don't know if you could do like what I'm looking for and he was looking for like Kevin Michael Richardson like um like Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles kind of voices. So okay. I, I basically told him that I can do that voice. I can be Relentless Rex, and uh, he loved it. So, um, wow, that is deep and dark. We did we did podcasts where like I just did the whole podcast in that voice, and we had like fun and stuff. And uh, that's awesome. I, I did his Kickstarter video for him, and his Kickstarter got funded. And um, the game still the game still in development. Um, so like, I'm looking forward to, to working some more on that. But then like, probably the biggest thing that happened was, um, after I did your podcast, I would say probably like in January of 2018, I got messaged on Facebook by this guy, Pete Paquette. And, uh, he's like, is this Patrick Hickey, the author of the minds behind the games? And I'm like, is this Pete Paquette, the senior animator on Bioshock Infinite? And he's like, what? He's like, he's like, how the fuck do you know who I am? And I'm like, I'm like, how do you know who I am? And, um, we started talking. That's surreal. And, uh, he had a podcast and he, uh, he invited me on his podcast and he, he, the podcast is with two other animators from like Blue Sky. They just did Spies in Disguise, you know, and, um. They're super talented guys. 
So the podcast was so much fun. And at the end, Pete was like, um, if you want to do more work in the video game industry, let me know. And I just, without even stopping, I'm like, yeah, I'm letting you know. Yeah, for sure. So uh, he's like, oh, I'll call you in like two weeks. So then two weeks later, he calls me and uh, he tells me he wants to do like a shooting game. And he, he gives me like the basic story. And I'm like, oh, this sounds pretty cool. And then he's just like, all right, so this is what I want you to do. I want you to write the rest of it. So like, I just gave you like this bland, like this character is doing this. And this is like what's happening in the world. I want you to name all the characters. I want you to fill out their backstories. I want you to write the whole fucking thing. And I was like, okay. So then I did. And uh, that game ended up becoming uh, Kroom, K-R-O-O-M. So Pete is the animator on the game. And um, his brother Jeff, Jeffrey Paquette, super talented guy. He's the composer and he's the engineer on the game. And I'm the writer and um, I voice the main character. So the the voice for the main character is kind of like, In a world, one man, one tortilla. Like that deep movie voice. But the thing movie is, voice, yes. we put it in like an 8-bit like compressor so it sounds all muffled and it sounds freaking Whoa, great that's you know? awesome it sounds super like like robocop ish you know it sounds awesome so um it's basically like imagine if the original legend of zelda had a gun and he had a good sword like the sword in strider not that shitty sword that he had yeah you know that's kind of how kroom plays nice. so it's like an homage to like um the Legend of Zelda, Akari Warriors, Cave Story, Celeste. It's got all of these things all all mixed into it. And it's currently in development. Um, it's from Orange Door Studios. We're having like a ton of fun working on it. We've got like a bunch of stuff done. We're probably aiming at like a spring 2021 release. Um, okay. Yeah, but it's just, I mean, to go from voicing in, in games to actually writing the story, you know, is... Ugh, it's crazy. It's like I, I have Unity on my Mac and I get builds all the time and I'm constantly playing the game looking for bugs and like I'm like I'm a part of the development team. I would never call myself a developer because like I don't I don't code and stuff, but like as far as like writing the stories, editing the design documents, playing the game, trying to break it, it's like I'm I'm fully invested in this in this game and its success and you know Pete and Jeff are absolutely amazing. So that that's been that's been like the next thing so it's like i'm working on all of these books and i'm actually like in the game Play development testing. scene yeah, yeah. and you writing know? oh man you're so, living the dream that's yeah. freaking awesome i'm really happy to hear all of that yeah um well, that's the thing. Before we go and do some plugs, i did want to quiz you on this yeah. game that we play. It's called Game or No Game. So we're playing game or no game. The title makes it pretty self-explanatory, but the idea is I will pitch out to you some video game titles, and uh-huh. then you're going to let me know if you think those games are real or not. Okay. So let's start with a first one. Uh, this one's pretty bizarre. Do you think there's a game called Nom Nom Apocalypse? <laughs> Nom Nom Apocalypse? Yes. Uh, that sounds too weird to be fake uh sounds like a japanese game to me or something like that so i'll I'll go with yeah 
It's a yeah, and in fact, yeah. uh, if they're real, I'll send you a link in the Skype channel so you can nice. take a look at these. And in fact, this game does look pretty cute and cool. It's on Steam uh, uh-huh. right now. came out pretty, actually, this month of this year. Uh, it's like a top-down shooter, it, very, like a twin-stick kind of game, if you, you ask me. It's roguelite and uh, post-apocalyptic city plagued by mutant food monstrosities. Wow. So it looks really cute and fun. I'm like I'm very much interested in this game. It's, the developer is dead leaf but yeah nom nom apocalypse uh it's reminiscent of the game uh it came from space and ate our brains something me and bren our other co-host played uh probably back when we were talking to you last so wow. <laughs> yeah so that this game looks really fun and cute That's uh, but cool. that is a game uh let's see what you think of this next one do you think there is a game called dancing with anime girls vr i i hope not um wow uh i'm gonna say no that's a no, and uh, oh wait, oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. It's a game. Oh <laughs> like, my god, so, uh, we're <laughs> our worst dreams are uh, realized. Yeah, that's no, ridiculous. That, that's a game that's on Steam. Uh, not actually going to even send a link for that. No one needs to look into that. Yeah, <laughs> moving on. Do you think there's a game called My Cousin Throckmorton the Skateboarder? <laughs> my cousin what? Throckmorton. That sounds like a disease. Like, did you hear? <laughs> Douglas, did you hear that, you know, he so came down so with Throckmorton. With Throckmorton? Like, oh man, the woman that gave it to him, like, what a bitch. You know, like, <laughs> oh my god. She coughed um, all over his soup. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to say yes. That's a no. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't know where I, I saw See, I that want one. that to be a game. Well, I want that to fun. be a game. I would uh, play the hell out of my yes. cousin Throckmorton, the skateboarder. Uh, yes. I think it was like maybe even like in passing some meme where it was like a question for like a test that somebody was like, it was like a physics question where it's oh, like, oh, God. by the way, my, thro- co- my cousin Throckmorton, the skateboarder, uh, was going down at this degree. And it was just like, that just sounds like a weird game that I was going to use, but it's not. Uh, Let's see. I got a couple more for you. Do you think there's sure. a game called Little Big Rabbits? <laughs> Not Planet. Yeah. Yeah, Little Big Rabbits. Uh, Sure, sure. It's a game. It's also another one that came out recently on Steam, but uh-huh. it doesn't look very good. It kind of looks kind of broken, so I'm not really going to give that one the recommendation, but it is a game. Okay. You did get that. Okay. Uh, do you think there's a game called My Name is Sarah? Uh oh man, these are hard, man. Holy thanks. Crap. Uh, I know. Well, I try. So, there's no, it's me- okay. been plenty of times when I've done this game, and it's like all oh, just very blatantly obvious ones. So I yeah. try to make it as challenging as possible for sure. a guest. Sure. Um, let's see. I'll say yes. It's a yes, and in fact, I'm sending you the link for this one because you got to take a look at it. It graphically looks pretty cool and stuff. Oh but, wow, uh, yeah. But the thing is, I'm not sure. Uh, how the reviews are just yet. It just came out uh, maybe a few days ago. Like, one guy's not recommended, the other person is, so it's very just uh, hit or miss with people, but it does look like an interesting little indie game, but uh, uh, high quality, though. Let's see this about this game. When you wake up, you're in a place you never knew, in the middle of the forest. You have no idea how you got there. You're scared. You must hurry up. Like this. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> that was really good. Oh this my looks God. pretty cool. 
yeah, it does look pretty cool. Okay. Definitely. So that one's mm-hmm. uh, a definitely a game, but I don't know. They could have went with a better title, perhaps, but regardless. Yeah. Uh, only got a few more for you here. Let's yeah. see. Do you think there's a game called Knockout Daddy 2? <laughs> I would hope not. Let's say no. It's a no game, but unfortunately, there is a Knockout Daddy 1, but we're not going to wow. talk about that. Knockout Daddy. <laughs> wow. That's right. nuts. This mm-hmm. last one is, uh, do you think there's a game called Timmy Failure Mistakes Were Made? <laughs> I'm going to say no. It's a no game, but would you believe this or not? It's a Disney Plus original movie, and I don't know, I saw it in passing on like some Facebook advertisement, and it's this kid on a Segway, and there's a polar bear behind him. Oh, so yeah, I have no idea what the hell that's all about, but Timmy Failure, Mistakes Were Made, is not that's a great. video game. So you got that right. You did a great job with Thank the you. game or no game. What did I do? Like five out of six? Uh, at least I don't. I didn't keep track. I'm I'll always take terrible. It. That's something we don't really do. That's but, okay. Uh, I definitely think you did better than most people do. Sure. Uh, but that's uh, we're so grateful to have you back on our program, and this is where we do our plugs. So I kind of want to give you the opportunity to tell our listeners where they can find your books, uh, your other podcast appearances, perhaps, and yeah, uh, sure. your website. Okay, so my um my podcast uh, my podcast you hear me um my my web <laughs> my website is um patrickickyjr.com um it's just my full name all together one word and if you if you're interested in buying the books they're available on Amazon Barnes and Noble Target Walmart like uh books a million Indigo like wherever fine books are sold online you can buy my books however. The best way to support me would be to buy the book directly from me, um, and that's because I get to interact with you more, and that's what I'm all about. So it's like, let's just say, Douglas Coleman orders the <laughs> book from me. Um, once you you order the book through me, I, I get your address because I have to ship it to you. So I'll email you, and um, if you're in the like the continental United States or like Canada. Um, I'll ask you, I'll be like, oh, so like, you know, what are you into? Like, what are your favorite teams, this and that? And like, if I have somebody from like Pittsburgh, I'll put like Pittsburgh Pirates, like baseball cards in there and stuff like that. Or like, you know, Pittsburgh Penguin hockey cards or, you know, like I'll Steelers football cards. Like I'll put something <laughs> in there to kind of like connect us, you know? So like, I'll yeah. give you an example. Um, I had an animator, Jeff Gabor, who was amazing. He's worked on like Horton Hears a Who, Rio, Ice Age. Uh, he just worked on Spies in Disguise. And, um, he ordered the book and, um, one of our mutual friends, I'm like, what is he into? I asked him and he's like, oh, he's a big Broncos fan. So I'm like, okay. So I ended up just putting like, I have like a box full of like old, old, you know, trading cards. So I put a whole bunch of Broncos cards in there and he ended up sending me a picture of like one of the cards. And he was like, you don't understand. He's like, this guy was my favorite player as a kid. And he goes, when I used to play, like, yeah, he's like, he retired in like 1994. Like it was a a 1990 Fleer football card I sent him. So I sent him a 30 year old football card, you know? And, um, he was like, I used to play Madden 2000 and Madden 2001 and create him and put him in the game because I loved him so much. He goes, and you put the card in there. I'm like, yeah, man. And he's like, dude, thank you so much. So it's like, if you order from directly from me, I not only sign your book, but I put cool stuff in there, like 
I have minds behind the game's buttons and like bookmarks, but like I put other things in there to kind of connect us. So this way, you know, it's more than just you buying a book. It's like you, I feel like when someone buys my book, they buy a piece of me. So I have to leave like a piece of me in there as well, you know? Absolutely. Oh, dude, I can totally relate because I run a record label, which I'll just like mid your plugs, uh, do sure. my record label. It's missedoutrecords.com. Uh, I sell vinyl and cassette tapes and all sorts of stuff there. And oftentimes when I get uh, an order coming through, I throw in all sorts of extra stickers and pins and zines and shit just because it, it just feels like I love just like fattening up the order just to be like, we love you and thank you for uh, your purchase. So I I can totally relate. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, so Patrick Hickey junior.com forward slash books. I'm also super active on Instagram at Patrick Hickey junior. I'm on Twitter at review fix Pat. I love interacting with people. Um, the first two books are available on the, uh, site. Uh, the third book is currently available for pre-order. Um, and I would say probably over like the next like two or three months, we're going to throw up, a uh, pre-order link for the minds behind the shooter games nothing for the genesis book yet because like i I literally just signed the contract and i have like a whole bunch of uh like games confirmed already but not at the point where like i'm gonna throw up the pre-order yet but uh that makes sense that book's totally confirmed though so like sometime in like 2021 that book will hit stores so that's kind of like one-stop shopping patrickhickeyjr.com and then patrickhickeyjr.com forward slash books very cool. And uh, we'll definitely have to have you back on again in the future. I mean, if our show's still going, I don't know how it's been going this long. It's actually <laughs> legitimately crazy. But yeah. uh, it's so good to hear from you. And listener, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, and subscribe at all the places, uh, ABT Silence on social media and at Twitch and all all over the internet. Um, and like I mentioned, missedoutrecords.com if you want to support my record label. But it was great having you back on the show, Patrick Hickey Jr. Uh, we'll uh, definitely link to some of your books on our website. And uh, listeners, go check it out. It's a fantastic series. All right, man. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. We'll be back next week then. See you guys next time. Mm-hmm.